0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You guys doing good? Y'all like, y'all like it when I get all ornery. I like, go, oh my God, Pastor Chris, what are you doing? Hey, we've been in this series, Produce, the Fruit of the Spirit. Amen? Produce, the Fruit of the Spirit. What's that mean? I'll give you a minute. Just to, I'm not going to go real far. Produce is fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is how, how do we develop the fruit of the Spirit because the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to give you a minute to go there. We've been in a series on growing spiritual fruit. Why do you got to grow spiritual fruit? Because if you don't, you're going to walk in the flesh. Okay? I think this series is going to be helpful. We're going to get in this thing. We're going to go. Ready? All right. Here we go. Let's start right here. Um, Galatians 5.16. You see it? Look, this I I said, then walk in the spirit. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You see that? So by default, you're going to fulfill fleshly lusts if you do not walk in the spirit. Okay? Now I'm going to explain something to you. So I was laughing. The kids were laughing. The kids were making me laugh. They went to camp. They had a great time. It was a great, awesome time. They were laughing with me. We were having fun about taking notes. So I was like, you guys taking notes today? They're like, yeah, we got pages of notes. I said, Okay. So I said, "You gotta take notes today." With you, you go, "Yeah, but daddy, you don't explain it." I said, "I don't explain it." They said, yeah, "You got to explain it." You, got it. I don't want to tell. You. Yeah, they said, "I don't explain it." And then they give me this. You, this is what I got from one of them. I'm not gonna mention their name. You don't break it down. I said, "Okay, chill out. That's cute. No, that's not mean. Come on, what's wrong with you people? It's like break it down." I was like, "Break it down." So I'm gonna break it down. All right, I break it down. I was kidding. They had fun. It was a good time, man. So I'm making sure all my adults got their note sheets out. You got your note sheets out? It's called the phone nowadays, right? Nobody's got, nobody's got pen and paper. You go to business meetings, and ain't nobody got a pen and paper, right? Everybody got everybody got a phone out. But you think everybody's playing Candy Crush, but they're taking notes in meetings now. I'm like, where's everybody got pen and paper? Now everybody's like, I'm around our phone now. You know, we just phone it, Amen. It was funny. They had a blast, Amen. This I say, walk in the Spirit. You shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. What does that mean? That means this, that your flesh isn't going anywhere. Your flesh is considered your body, okay? Now everybody say this, I am a spirit, I have a soul, live in a body. Last week I taught you all that stuff, it would be good for you to go back. Got the Holy Spirit speaking to you, your human spirit, and your human spirit is connected to your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's the realm of the soul, okay? Here's how it flies. Holy Spirit and your spirit, which is your human spirit, which is the recreated you. First Peter chapter three, man. What's that all about? It's all about God living in you. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul is gonna give you a little bit of pressure against the things of the spirit because it's not comprehending them automatically. It has to be taught them. James says you have to save your soul. You have to teach your mind what to think. You need to teach your will what to kind of accept. You need to teach teach your emotions how to respond. I'm going to say it again. It's very important. You have to teach your mind what to think. Your mind will think contrary to the Word of God for the existence of your lifespan. It's what it's designed to do. I'm going to give you something here. If you walk in the Spirit... He says a word here that I really want you to get an understanding of, the lust of the flesh. Now, when we think of lust in America, we think you're looking at something pervertedly, right? If you say lust, what does everybody think? Oh, sex. You nailed it, right? You think lust, sex. Oh, you're looking at somebody in the wrong way. No, just hear it now. The lust of the flesh is not just looking at something pervertedly or sexually. It is a desire is what it's talking about. So your flesh has desire to be contrary to your spirit. Do you understand that? That is massively important. So you're saying by default, your flesh wakes up every living, giving moment lusting against the things of the spirit. That means your flesh don't want to read no By Your flesh didn't want to come here this morning. Your flesh... Didn't want to come here in this morning. You said, yes, it did. No, you made it. Your flesh don't want to get up and go to work. You make it. Your flesh don't want to pay taxes. You make it. I mean, like, a little bit. No, come on. I'm just kidding. Your flesh, you understand what I'm saying? Your flesh don't want to do nothing. You see what I'm saying? It has a desire to what? Resist It It goes like this. It clashes with the things of the spirit. It clashes with the things of the spirit. You see? So spirit life, soul life, they go boom. And now you got that going on all the while because your spirit, man, is like, I want to do the things of God. Paul said it in Romans chapter 7. He said, The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I keep doing. What a wretched man I am. How in the world am I going to get out of this mess I'm in called life? He said, Who could set me free from this life? Romans therefore 8 and 1 says, Therefore now what? There's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. What does that mean? That spirit led life is the only way out. Spirit-led life is the only way out. Write that down. A spirit-led life is the only way out. A spirit-led life is the only way out. How do I live a spirit-led life? Romans 8. 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans eight sixteen for the spirit itself, himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. So this means we need, if you're a Christian, you need to be a spirit-led Christian. Otherwise, you might just be a Christian in disguise. Well, I'm a believer, but I don't have the life to go with the believing. Then you might be a weird kind of believer because, you know what I mean? You either a doer of what you hear or you thinking about what you hear, but you need to be a doer of what you hear. See what I'm saying? How do I become a doer of the word? I gotta, I gotta yield my I gotta yield. Now, yielding is a weird word. What do you mean yield? I cannot allow myself to think what I want to think. I have to teach myself what to think. You hear? See, this is what you're gonna lose. All the carnal people flip out right about now. And they check out because I ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. I'm a man that loves structure. Not because I like structure, because I know structure. See, a lot of you have too many decisions to make in life. I don't make any decisions. My life's already been decided. See, somebody got to make a decision. See, some of you tomorrow, you're going to decide. Remember I said this? You're going to decide whether you go to work. Vision already told me, get up. Ain't no option for me. I don't even have a question. It. You better, that is a powerful statement if you just said what I said. See, a lot of people have a decision to make about life. Vision already told me what decisions to make. I don't, I don't got to wake up tomorrow morning and go, should I do something off? Off ain't part of my vocabulary because vision said I'm not allowed to go there. See it? This, you want to know what gave me the strength? Vision. Because by myself, I'm, watch this, you want to know what? I'm smart enough to know I might not have the strength. So I don't make decisions. Decisions are already made for me. I'm going to say it again real slow. I don't know if I'm going to make the right decision in the moment, so you know what I do? I don't allow myself to make the decision. I let the decisions already be made for me. Temptation is not something I have to face. Vision already faced it for me. Vision already faced it for me. It told me the decision to make, so I don't even have to make a decision, so I just follow vision. Son, what do he say in Proverbs chapter 2 and 4, remember? He said, incline unto my words. Listen to my instruction. Pay attention. Put your word in front of you and do not miss it. Come on, you yeah. know. If thou seeks her as silver and searches her as for hid treasure, you're going to find it. Let's talk about wisdom. Keep going. You want to read it just a little bit? Well, you can find all that. We do it for, for time's sake. I'll give it to you another day. But thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't have to get up and make decisions. Decisions already been made. Vision already made it for me. So therefore, there's no... See, if you've got too much decision-making to make in life, you're probably going to mess up. So don't even do it. If you come into my office, you go, Pastor Chris, what do you do all day? I just what? I just instruct people what the Bible says. It's not my idea. You come in and say, I've got marriage problems. You say, let's, let's do a little checklist of what this thing says. You come in here and say, you've got financial problems. I say, let's just do a little... Che-. I don't give you my opinion. I just give you what vision said. Visions found in the Word of God. Here you go. Once I go here, we're good. You just got to decipher it. Does that make sense? But I want you to pull this in, and I really need you to get this. What we we're talking about is that the flesh has got a problem, and it's always going to problem. So what am I trying to teach you? I got to teach you how to overcome this thing, and the number one way to do it is be a spirit led person. Now that gets a little funny. What's it mean to be spirit led? That's kind of hard. I don't understand. How do I walk in the spirit? Well, let me ask you a question. What's the lust of the flesh? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, all that. Well, let me ask you a question. What's the fruit of the Spirit? Galatians 5.22. Go there. What's the fruit of the Spirit? You ever ask yourself this? Come on. Are you all right? You seeing it? You Did you get the vision thing? It was pretty deep, but I don't want to skip you. It was deep, but it was like normally understandable, but I, I'm going to say, what do you mean it was pretty deep? Some of you went over your head. But it's okay. That's what we're here for. We're going to go back. See, here's what it is. I don't have to make decisions. Decisions are already been made for me. Don't ever try to face temptation straight on. It'll probably defeat you. A smart man never puts himself in a place of temptation because he's followed vision to stay away from it. Because vision tells me where I can go. And vision tells me where I cannot go. Vision tells me how long I can stay. And how long I can't stay. Vision tells me who to hang out with. See, people with no vision they perish because there's no restraint in their life. Come on now. See what I'm saying? See, because everybody saying I'm disciplined. No, you got vision. When you got vision, you get discipline. Discipline is not valued based upon your disciplinability; it's based upon your ability of sight. The more you see, the more you can do. See what I'm saying? So it's not being, it's not be, I'm going to say this. Before you ever do, you got to see. Before you ever do, you got to see. And once you see, you'll do. Does that make sense? You got to see yourself there. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Does that make sense? You see that? So you got to put that together. You all right? You thinking? It's helping you, right? You're like, you're right, Pastor Chris. If I do this, vision already. Yeah, vision, vision is found in the Word. Remember I told you this? Okay, look, here, check this out. Are you guys with me? Okay, sight has already been done. Vision is what can be done. Sight is temporal, subject to change. Vision is found in the substance of eternal faith. It'll show you how to do the impossible. Vision is found in faith in the word of God. Hebrews 11.1. 1. I'll go slow. Boom, you'll see it. Exactly. It's like Revelation, but it's like this it's 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 found in faith. Hebrews 11:1. Faith is the substance of now now faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. We understand the world was framed by the word of God. So it's the substance that's not seen, is faith substance. Well, where is vision? It's found in that invisible world or the faith material world. Because everything, 2 Corinthians says, everything that's seen is temporal or subject to change. Which means sight has been given to everybody, but vision to only a select few. Because everybody could see, but not everybody knows where they're going. Everybody could see, but not everybody knows where they're going. Vision allows you to show you where you're going. It has to be clear. Because without vision, there's no restraint. Does that make sense? So vision, if you ain't got no vision, you walk around aimless. Like, oh, I don't know where I'm going. No, no, no. Vision shows you where your steps go. They show you where your steps go. You, get, you, got, you got to plan, you plan it out. Vision shows It's a sight before it's an ever a step. You see yourself there. Once you see yourself there, it'll force you there. How's that work? It's a law. It's a law. It's a law. What do you mean A law. The law. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin. That gravity is a law. You see it? You see gravity. You see the effects of gravity. You see gravity? You see the effects of gravity. You see gravity? You see the effects of gravity? The law of vision. You see it? No. But when you get it, you'll see the effects of it. Can you see it like? Something like a tangibly touch. No. But when you get it, see the effects of it. It's a law. Fate's a law. You see it? No. You see the effects of it. But once you get it, we'll see the results of it. You see it? You see gravity? No. You see the effects of gravity. What happens when you start getting this law of sight on the inside of you? Start seeing the effects of it on the outside of you. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And once you start seeing yourself where you need to see yourself, we'll start seeing the effects of you seeing yourself right. It's all, it's all about internal picture. Internal picture of you in its proper position produces outside of you supernatural ability. Because it's in the place of vision that we create the next place. See, vision creates stuff you can't create with natural substance. So what's all that about? Getting over in the spirit. You ain't got to get over in spirit and be weird. That's why I told you to go to Galatians chapter 5. What in the world is spirit-led life? It's Galatians 5.22. What do you mean? This is the fruit of the Spirit. What are the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace. Now, go slow. What's that mean? The fruit, remember I told you this? The Holy Spirit is a person, okay? The fruit of the Spirit is who he is in his personality and character. The gifts of the Spirit are what he does in demonstration. You got that? Come on, note takers, you got that? You got it? One honest person, Jeff. The fruit of the Spirit, I, would, I didn't know hurry. We do one point and go home. You're supposed to learn in church anyway. You know what I mean? Church ain't uh, scream and yell and run around the room. After you get the revelation, we'll scream and yell all the way home. See, my job is not to get you to scream on Sunday. I need you screaming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Come back Sunday, instruct you. Then you scream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You got, ah, you come in here and go home and you cry. No, let me teach you and you scream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And you shout Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you praise God on Tuesday morning when you're bored out of your mind. But you know God's still working on it. And Thursday, you're praying in tongues. And Friday, you're reading the Word. And Saturday, you're so jacked up because Sunday, I'm going back and get more instruction so I could dominate next week. And we're yelling here too, but let's just work it out. Okay? The personality or the character of God is found in the fruit of the Spirit. That's Who he is in character. What he does are the gifts of the spirit. That's his actions. Working of miracles. Gift of faith. Tongues interpretation. That's what he does in the spirit realm. That's how he manifests himself in the gifts, in the power, in the anointing. The fruit of the spirit is who he is. God is love. God is joy. God is peace. God is long-suffering. God is gentleness. God is goodness. God is faith. Come on, you see it? He is. Keep going. He is self-control, meek, temperate, and there is no law when you walk in the fruit of the Spirit. See it? That makes sense. So God is love. So here's the thing. Number one, write this down. God, the Holy Spirit has never condemned you or convicted you a day in your life. That was baloney. I don't care who said. Well, God's convicted me. God don't convict you. God never convict you. That's not the Holy Spirit. He likes it when I talk about him like this. I think it makes him happy. Hopefully he'll revisit me even more this week because I'm giving him proper, uh, I'm giving, I'm giving proper accolades before the people because I love the Holy Spirit. But he's been getting a bad rap for a century. You know what I mean? I, I was telling him in the morning service, Paul was in here. I got buddies of mine like, man, if I go in that church, that thing will, that thing will fall to the ground. You know what I mean? Because people are so condemned. They think like going to church. Like, man, I can't go to church. You know my sin I got on me, man. I go in that church. My God, in heaven, man. You know what I'm saying? I got fell. I got buddies, man. Some of them are jacked up. They're really jacked up. They probably will burn in hell if they don't get it straight. But I'm just telling. It's the truth. They're messed up. They know they're messed up. I know they're messed up. We still get along. But I said, come to church. And my one buddy said, if I walk in there, bro, that place will catch on fire. I said, no, 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 it ain't gonna catch on fire. I said, you're gonna catch on fire if you don't come to the place. That's the truth there. And we laughed and had. But it's true. But People got a perception about God that if I walk in the building, God's going to hammer me. God ain't never hammered you a day in your life. The Holy Spirit does not convict you. Like that? It's quiet. It's because I'm telling you who he really is. Say, so how you know who he is? Because I spend time with him. And I got proof. He's not a divine revealer of your jacked up mistakes. I think we do. You bad, you bad, you bad. God don't do that. God is love. Love doesn't do that. And if the Holy Spirit is a God of love, then he don't be, you bad, you bad. That's why God gave you a wife. <laughs> loop, loop. Hoop, hoop. Come on. La- you, guys, you guys ain't laughing. It's Father's Day. You're supposed to laugh. No, my wife's nice. Your wife's nice. But you said you're hard on yourself. That was funnier than I got to pray. I got to get nothing out of that. I got no clap, nothing. That's all right. I'm okay. I feel good. It's Father's Day. You think I did good? Did you? All right, good. It's fine. I need need the kids with me. The adults are like, I like you today. I'll crucify you tomorrow. (laughs) Welcome to Jesus' life. Here's what you need to understand. Write this down. The Holy Spirit is a divine revealer of truth. That's what he is. He's a divine revealer of truth. Did you get that? That's what he is. He's a divine revealer and a divine reminder of truth. Divine revealer and divine reminder of truth. He don't tell you nothing wrong with you. He just tells you what the Bible says. That's all he does. Brings it to your remembrance. Now here's the problem though. If I got a problem with somebody and God knows, guess what he does? He's smart enough to remind me in the area where I'm weak. That's what he does because he's a helper. And a helper helps you where you're weak. So like if I got something with Pastor Liz, I'm like, I ain't, I'm not happy with her right now. And she ain't happy with me right now. Just say. Right? Right? When I go pray, you know what he tells me? If you got all against your brother or your sister, you better go get it right. And then you're like, I don't know if I want to hear that right now, God. Why don't you talk to her first, tell her straight up. <laughs> then he's real cool. Then when he don't, get, he don't get there, he's cool with it. He's like, all right, I just remind you. I ain't going to remind you all day. I'll tell you once. You do what you want. With it. Then he's slick, though. He's slick, though. The Holy Spirit is slick. I don't mean slick like the slick, slick, but he's slick. He's like smart, slick. He's like, okay, that didn't get you. Um, You know, if you have ought against your brother, your prayers will be hindered. He just tell you the word now. He ain't. Now, if your human spirit gets it, that's on you. You, write this down, you convict you. He don't convict you. He just reminds you about the Bible. And then what you get, you go, oh, man, me and Mike ain't right, man. I got to get this right, man. I don't want to get it right. Man, Mike, I'm sorry, bro. Sorry. And then you get see, see, but that's that that's that first John. What's that? First John. What is that? Is it three twenty? I think that's what it is. Something like that. Yeah, is it three nineteen and twenty? We started with nineteen. Then we go there. You gotta see this. See, your heart condemns Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Does that make sense? I like to see what the amplified says in that when you're done. Just to be just to be curious. Go to twenty and then we'll find it. Please. Angela, you're doing good. She's a scripture ninja. She ain't no joke, man. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. You see that? Now, yeah, that doesn't make no sense. I got to help you. I'll break it down. I hope the Amplified will break it down. If not, I'll do it. Okay? That, That God is greater than our heart and knows all things. 21. Just watch this, and then we'll go find it. Hopefully. You're doing good. You know what it is. I got you ready for amplified, and you're trying to read it there. Cause I give you one thing: for if a heart condemns, us not beloved? If a heart does not convict us of guilt, oh, that's good. Go to 20. Let's read it in 19. Let's go amp 19, 20, 21. It probably makes sense and help it. Okay, do it loud, go slow. Now you ready? Now don't say I didn't tell you what was up. Now I'm telling you what up. It's a heart thing. First Peter three four is the hidden man in the heart. Don't go there. That's your spirit. That's the real you. So God just gives you the word, and then your heart figures out whether you need to fixing. So you convict you. But you're your problem anyway. You should have never got offended and got out of love. That's your fault. You see what I'm saying? So well, you better fix you. You're the one supposed to be convicting you. He told you walk in love. See, here's the thing. Oh, you wanna see it? You really wanna see it? Then pay attention. You gotta look. You gotta pull in here. Don't come to church like some goofy church used to go down the street and sit there and go, what time is this over? You gotta pull in here. This is why you're accountable. Pay attention. Don't read nothing. Look at me. This is why you gotta get this. He gave you the ability not to get in any of this mess. If you choose to get into it, it's on you to get out of it. He gave you the ability to love even the unlovable. If you choose not to love, that's on you. Get yourself out. He gave you the ability to what? Forgive. You don't want to forgive? See, when anybody has given you the grace capacity to do and you choose not to do it, that's by your own choice. Not because he didn't give you the power over it. That's what I'm going to read to you. He gave you the power over sin. He gave you the power over defeat. He gave you the power over this stuff because of what he did on the cross. So you can't go to him and say, I can't. He said, my grace is sufficient, man. I give you the power and the ability to be Greater than the problem that you're facing. Now, the question is, are you going to walk in it or not? That's the truth. You see it? That's up to you. By this, we will know without any doubt that we are of the truth. So we of the truth, right? Jesus is the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Come on, we the truth, right? He's the way, truth, and the life. What? What? And we will assure our heart, and what? Quiet our conscience before him. Man, I knew this was going to be good. You see that? That's your spirit. Your conscience is your spirit. Okay, look at me. Your conscience is not safe until you teach it the word of God. Because when you get born again, you don't know what all them things are. Your spirit has to teach your mind what to think. You see it? You understand that? So your spirit, the Bible, has to renew your mind what to think had to say, how to do all this stuff, because your conscience ain't safe. Until see, you get born again, you still jacked up like you were. But in your spirit, you're perfect. But now I gotta teach myself. You understand that? Does that make sense? So my spirit from the word of God and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Ephesians, you gotta renew your spirit. Your mind has to be renewed by your spirit. Or basically, the word of God has to teach your mind, will, and emotions how to act and respond. If you don't, that's called, James said, save your soul. Does that make sense? Because your spirit got saved. Ain't nothing happened in your soul or your body. You didn't get saved and get better looking. Come on, somebody. I didn't grow no hair or nothing like that. No, I don't need it. I look better bald, but. Look at this. Nothing is hidden wherein our heart convicts us in guilt. See? Our heart. Not God. Not God. Your heart. Man, I gotta get this right. Or you bet you know what I'm saying? Or you don't get it right. But it's you it's in you. It's in you. Ain't God going, I don't like you. That's why people don't go to church. They get all messed up in the world and they scared to go to church because they think God's gonna hear them, cause stupid preachers preaching nonsense. Man. Did he just say that? Yeah, I said it. You, let me tell you right here now, you want to know what's scary? You better not misrepresent God to man. You're accountable for that. Come here and act like a clown and you don't know nothing. They should qualify preachers. You should have to pass a test to become one. Oh, God called me. That don't mean you know nothing. God, and social media is the worst. Gave everybody a voice. You know, 90% of the people that got a voice shouldn't have one. I oh, just get on there speak my mind, social media. Things are that's so nuts. You just have to qualify for that. Take a test before you're allowed to Twitter something. Come on, somebody. Probably save people a lot of problems, man. I'm telling you. in our heart convicts us in guilt, for God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things. Nothing is hidden from him because we are in his hands. Now watch this, though. 21. Love it. If our heart does not convict us of guilt, we have confidence, complete assurance, and boldness before God. Woo! And we receive from him whatever we ask because we are careful and consistently keep his commandments and do things that are pleasing in his sight. Habitually seeking to follow his plan for us. See it? So if I go into my heart's like, hey, you're good. Then I ain't got to wear about it. But if I check my heart, my head's like, Heart's like, you get right, get right. But Was that God? Nope, it was you. And he said, "What if I don't know nothing? Then you're not accountable for what you don't know, but it still ain't helping your life. That's why you got to learn something. That's why I said, study to show yourself approved. A workman needs to know what he's doing. He's got to know what the Bible says. Okay, so don't let the Holy Spirit, don't let the Holy Spirit get you, get you to think. Think. Here's the thing. Boom." Write this down. The power of Jesus' crucifixion gave you power. Yeah, that's why right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The power of crucifixion. Yeah, right there. That's why, that's why, that's why, Miss, I'm drawing on me. Right, right there. Put that on there. Where's your notebook, bro? This is right right here. Here, 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 here. Here we go. Here, oh, yeah, God bless Louis Giglio. Yeah, Louis Giglio got, got, no, here we go. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Yeah. A little personal moment I needed to have, okay? With the, oh, you better break it down. You better break. I broke it down. I'm going to keep breaking it down. Leave them in the front row. They'll be broken up by the time I break it down. Ha! Hey, hey. Ha! Hey. I want to look at that note sheet. I was giving out $100 bills for good notes. Guess what? They don't know what I'm doing. Never know. Price might have just went up. And my, I know, I'm just kidding I'm giving him a hard time. I told him the other day, I asked him a question. I said, I said, Did you guys we weren't paying attention? I said, It's funny, I was gonna give you 15 grand if you got it right. What were you really gonna give me fifteen thousand dollars? You'll never know now, will you? You know what I felt like doing telling everybody that missed church one Sunday, hey somebody came in here and wanted to give ten grand to you, but you weren't here to pick it up, sorry. It's Father's Day. I can pretty much do what I want. I got I to gotta get, get, get out of trouble card. I don't know what's in here, but it's a get out of trouble card. Just kidding. Relax. You guys are not having, like, joyful today. Smile. Have fun. He's not serious, is he? Me, probably not. About some of it. Remember this. You have to have the power of Jesus' crucifixion, amen, working in you. Okay? That's Galatians 5.24. The power of Jesus' crucifixion gives you power. That's what happens. Amen? That's what happens. Galatians 5.24. You know what it says? And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Okay? Now that makes well, what does that mean? How do I crucify the affections and the lust? You see that thing again? The lust of the flesh. You see that? If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Look at verse 24. It says what? crucify, and they that are Christ, you Christ? Are you Christ? They crucified the flesh and the affection. So that's what I'm saying. They're normal. All these things you got are normal. You don't want to read your Bible. You got to crucify it. You got to make yourself do it. You don't want to pray. You got to make yourself do it. You don't want to pray. I got these business guys, you know what I told them? I got these guys, man. My God in heaven, some of these guys know what they're doing. I said, here's the problem, though. They got so much pressure, they can't maintain at the level they're at until they release. The only way you're going to get out is through the spirit. Because you ain't never leave, a man, a man is never going to leave pressure. You got to learn how to navigate through it, guys. Nobody told you this, man. That's the problem. You need to learn this stuff. Guys are trying to, how I get out of pressure? You can't. You can't. Everywhere you go, it's going to be there waiting for you. And the problem is, if you're not careful, you got cracks. And guys, I'm tell you, you got cracks and you don't think you got them, but you got them. And the more pressure hits you, that crack becomes like crevices. And when those crevices get too big, it gets bad, man. That's why we got to bondo it right now and fill those cracks in with the right thing. Pressure alleviators. Really important, guys. It's really important. That's what happens. Because then you go home and then you got to pull over here and you got to pull over there and you got a business, pull a life, pull a wife, pull a this, pull a that, pull. And you guys are all like, that's why these guys are half medicated and shot out. They can't, they can't make it. No, I'm being serious. They can't, they can't navigate it. They don't know. And then this thing, you got responsibility in that house, man, you got to go right there. And God put this order together. And if you get the order right, it'll work. But guys, I'm telling you, I know it is, especially you business cats. You businessmen and women, you got pressures of an unknown kind, and you got to alleviate that, and you got to make sure. So you know what I told them? I said, listen, how do I crucify the flesh? Because here's the thing. Flesh doesn't want to do what the Spirit wants you to do. So it's contrary. You understand? you got to fight for everything you want to do. Your body don't want to do this. Your body don't want to come to church. Your body don't want to read. Your body don't want to pray. Your body don't want to do this. Anyway, so I said, put a timer on it, Mike. Give me one minute a day, two minutes a day, seven, eight times a day, praying in the Holy Ghost. Give me one minute a day, two minutes a day. Billy, you're on the road. One minute a day, two minutes a day. Tony, you're working, you're running. One minute a day. Mike, you're yeah, at work. One minute a day. You're in the office. One minute a day, two minutes a day. Worship God. Take your focus. Take your attention. Put it on God. Seven, eight times a day. Take your focus. Take your attention. Put it on God. Take your focus. Take your attention. Put it on God. I, everybody need to do this. Take your focus, take your ladies. You're working. Focus attention. Boom. I got. I'm getting. I'm just gonna take a stroll for a minute. Where are you going? I'm just taking a walk. I'm gonna get up, go to the water cooler. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Why? Get your focus off of where you're at. Put your attention where it needs to be. Get your focus on the spirit, cause your flesh is fighting all day long. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. You gotta win. Where do you win the battle? You win the battle in the spirit. You understand? It's a spiritual battle. Okay. So how do you crucify the flesh? Listen, to this. you gotta do it by focusing on God. Put that down. You got to stay focused on God. Come on, give me 10 minutes. I'm going to let you go. However, it remains difficult for Christians to apply spiritual uh, reality to the affections and lusts of the flesh. Those who have mastered these sinful desires are those who have kept their focus on God. And I don't know, not all of it's sinful, but it's not good for you. Okay? You got to understand this. You got to become dead to sin and alive to God. Write that down. Dead to sin and alive to God. How do I become dead to sin? Glad you asked. Dead to sin and alive to God. Somebody's like, I don't want to become dead to sin. Well, you have to become dead to sin. Because sin will try to destroy you. You understand that? Sin's desire is to kill you. Jesus overcame it, but it wants to destroy you. You understand that? Sin's desire. Amen? You see that? Pop that up there. You got that Romans 6 one I gave you? I don't know if you got it. If not, I can tell you. It's uh, Romans 8. I don't know. It's Romans 6. Start with like... I was thought it was eight, but you can start with ten, I think that's what we started with. For he that died is dead, yeah, that's it. For he that for in that he died, he died once to sin. That's Jesus. But in that we liveth, we liveth unto who? God. So we live in it for God, right? Trying the best we can. Luke eleven. Likewise, reckon. Paul was Paul was country. Paul, Paul was from Palaca. Likely, likely reckon. Take it easy. Reckon. I reckon so. Yeehaw, buddy. Likewise, <laughs> King James. <laughs> ah, Paul wasn't from New Jersey, let's just say. He was like, "Hey, yo, over here." No, Paul. Likewise, reckon. I like my version, brother. Hey, yo, over here. You also yourselves be dead indeed unto sin. They so say, dying to sin." He died to sin. You died to sin. You can't ask me to do something you didn't give me the ability to do. So obviously, I got to figure out how to do it, right? But alive the God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, great. Now what? Let not sin therefore reign. Don't let it have preeminence over you and your mortal body that you shall obey it and its lust thereof. You see that? So you got to tell sin no. Now, sin ain't just the big stuff. You got to tell yourself. Walk in love, walk in joy, walk in peace, walk in the things of the Spirit. Don't get offended. You could get offended. I'm offended. Well, that's your fault. Why'd you get offended? Why is that my fault? Because it was a trap. It was bait and you ate it. Now you got a hook in your mouth pulling you all over the place. I don't believe you. No, I believe me. I'm telling you the truth. Offense comes from the Word. And you get offended. Now, I'm not saying the people on the other side of it didn't do nothing wrong. They probably was wrong as the day is long. But just because they're wrong don't mean you can get offended. But you better look at me. Because some of you are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm over here. But listen, every nonsensical thing that happens that's going on does not mean you need to react and take offense to the drama. It's designed. Get, how are we going? Okay, listen. How are you going to walk in love if unlove doesn't show up? How are you going to get good at blessing them that curse you if you don't hear nobody cuss you? You know what I got mad about? I said, why well, I got to hear all my critics, God? I asked the Lord what I said, I don't care if they're talking about me, but why do I got to hear about them? He said, how are you going to grow without them? It would be great, right, if they just talked about you. They didn't put it in the newspaper, Right? <laughs> right? Especially you, right, hey, the official of the, you know, said this, and now now you in here like, Dr. Dennis said. <laughs> like, you got to put my name in the paper. They don't care. They put your name anywhere. Listen, you can't get offended by it. Let that not sin, let not sin have its, ri- why? Because it's going to try to rain in your body. So what's I mean? Now this is what you got to get. So if I don't go after the things of the spirit, flesh is going to try to raise up. So if I don't start designing it, what's going to happen? Probably going to yield to it. And, you may, and don't get tired anyway. And this is why intentionality is important. Because there's going to be times she's going to be weak. So you got to understand something. Now, don't be mean. Women, when he said the women are the weaker vessel, just means you need a little bit more attention. That's all. You're not weak. They just need more attention. Men are the most unintentional thing walking the face of the earth. They're like goofy, unintentional. You have to, you gotta get around me so I can help you get on. I wasn't easy. I was, I was like, "What's wrong, man? She all right? She ain't bleeding? Shut up and let's go." Y'all lie. You, people, you don't, don't go ooh to me. You ain't, you're all jacked up. You look like you're like, "Oh yeah, are perfect crazy. Ooh, look at perfect crazy. Shut up, man. Y'all screwed up, and that's why you got me to get you out. So come on. No, like ooh, perfect crazy. Yeah, I was like, "She ain't bleeding. You breathing? What's wrong with you?" Come on, get up. She was running. But guess what? We think like goofy guys and don't realize. No, no, this ain't about running when she's not broken and bleeding. This is about paying attention to intentional activity all the time. You understand know it? So you better be intentional because you got to me. You got to be intentional. So why did I say that? Because here's the thing. You're like, well, if you start daydreaming and you're not ready, that flesh will come up and slap you in the head because you ain't paying attention, and you're like. What's wrong? And boom. Next thing you know, you're in the middle of a mess because you weren't paying attention. Oh, you don't think so? Ask Adam how slick it was not paying attention in that garden. He said, guard it, guide it, and protect it. This joke over there talking in the sink. Oh, okay. Eat the fruit. All right. Whatever my wife tells me to do, I'll do. Okay, honey. Eat the fruit. Uh, it's God's answer. God told that Joker, I command you go in that garden. Pay attention. It's Nitwitch sleeping. Not paying attention to God? Nobody. He should have told her, Get that thing out of your hand right now. Put that down. Do you know who that is? Number one, he should have been, let me tell you right now, that Joker should have been paying attention to the garden. Let me tell you right now, when I'm with this crew, nobody getting around. What do you mean nobody getting around? I'm paying attention to everything. They go to the bathroom, I want to know where everybody's at. Why is that? Because that's how I roll. You don't roll like that, it's your own business. Wake up, get intentional. Not everybody's got good ideas. I'm watching everything, like air traffic control. What you looking at, bro? No, I ain't playing. You understand know what I'm saying? You out there, right? They're your girls or something. The boy, what are you looking at? One time, one dude looked, one dude looked too long. I'm like, what you looking at, bro? I got the 5 phone ministry in the Holy Ghost. Pay attention. I'm not rude or violent or any of that. You pay attention. Why? You guarding stuff. You watching stuff. Not everybody got great ideas in the garden. You know what I mean? You watching. You paying attention. What's up, man? Just to know, right? Now, what do you? Know, this choker should be paid. And the minute she picks up that, say, "Hey, just put that down." I'm not being. I'm not abusing you or being mean to you. That's not good for us, lady Eve. Put it down. And some of you Eves better start listening. Everything you touch ain't good for you. But we ain't going to get in all that, be here three more hours. Why you don't listen to him? Because he's a dodo, but he needs to get around me. But we'll work all that out later. But most of them are trying the best they can. Just work with them, all right? Help me get around them. I'll help you, all right? You're not, you guys are good. It's Father's Day. got to take it easy. You're not a dodo. But you know, if you want her to listen, here's what happens, though. You guys want her to listen to you in the big things, you got to start listening to her in the small things. You know, you're watching ESPN, and she's talking like, yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, 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 what you said, yeah, let's do that. Come on, man. Pensionality. You know I'm telling the truth. Oh, my God. Here's the reason why. Th- this is really good, and I'm going to let you go two minutes. Though believers in Christ have died to sin, sin is still a problem. The sin principle is present and can express itself through the mortal body. The body that is subject to death, the difference is that sin has no right to reign. So Paul gets them ready to say, don't obey it. It has, now listen, it doesn't have a right to reign you know what I'm saying, or dominate you, but it still has access through the flesh to try to raise its head up. Does that make sense? Did you get that? You know what I mean by that? It doesn't have a right, because Jesus said, I'm the boss, and you died when I put you on the cross. But it's still going to try to raise its head up and get away with what you are not conscious of, to discipline. You know what I'm saying? It's like a thief trying to come in and say, I'm trying to take your life. I'm trying to take life from you. No, you say, no, you can't. I got rule and reign over you. You ain't taking nothing from me. You can't take nothing from me. You got it? You see it? It's going to want to find its way in, but you don't let it in. Does that make sense? It's going to want to come and say, you think like this. You say, shut your mouth. I don't got to think like that. Jesus went to the cross. I don't have to think like that. You talk like that. I ain't going to talk like that. Jesus went to the cross. I don't have to talk like that. You talk sick. I ain't talking sick. He went on the cross so I could be healed. You talk well. Amen. You talk wealth. You talk health. You talk life. You talk peace. You talk love. You talk joy. You don't let nothing out your mouth. Don't line up with spirit life. That's what he wants, your words, because where your words go, your body go. That's why you got pressure on your mouth to say something different than God said. Last scripture, you ready? See it? I like this one. This one's a good one. There's that Colossians one. The Colossians 3 and 1. Man, write this down. Put on, the new, put on the new self and mortify the old man. Put on the new self and mortify the old man. Colossians 3 and 1. Ain't that good? See, people don't know this stuff. Did you know you got to crucify the old you? It's, listen, listen, I'm going explain something to you. The old you has been crucified, dead, annihilated. You understand that? But you remember the old you. And the memory bank will try to activate the mortal flesh to respond and react. But you can't let it. You can't let it. Um, Let me say it like this. All right, let me just say it like this. Okay? You're a new... Some of you grew up in God, all this stuff. When you got crucified, the Adam nature... From the beginning of birth. Because a baby comes out like this, man. The birth of man and woman was birth in sin. Ain't no way around it. When sin has rule and reign, it has dominion. But Jesus gave you what? Power and authority over all of it. So what happens is as you grow into maturity, guess what happens? That flesh is going to want to respond like it responded in the nature of Adam. But you got the nature of Christ in you now where you override that flesh nature going, go, no, nah, we ain't acting like that. You can mortify it, but here's the problem. If you don't know you got power over it, it'll dominate you. And that's why people live like a carnal Christian. They get Jesus and just, I do what I want to do. Ain't nobody telling them. They don't know no better. But once you know better, you got the power to overcome. That's where grace comes in. It gives you the power and ability to do more than you could do by yourself. Look right here. You're going to love this. If then, you, 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 did you pull that in? So it's in my body that I could have this kind of rebel. Is that all right? Do You understand that? Like this pushback. Like walking in love. I don't feel like walking in love, man. You know what these people did? See? See? I don't forgive. I don't want to forgive. Goofy people, I ain't forgiving them. But Jesus said, I forgave you. Be long-suffering. Don't you get tired of something? Be long-suffering. My God, in heaven, 30 years, you still ain't changed. Right? Right? Come on, truth, right? And you want to respond, right? You want to respond, right? Or, or even that one. How about this? Uh, patience. Oh, my God. Who wants patience? I don't want no patience. Patient You got to respond in patience. You got to be patient. Got to be this. Got, right? Right? How about this, right? How about flesh, right? F-f-f-f- I'm mad at you, God. I have been believing God for problems to get solved and answer to prayer, and it's not working, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go to church no more. Flesh, right? Flesh, right? Flesh, right? Right? God, I'm not happy. blah, 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 blah. blah. Right? We do it. We all do it. Come on, we all do it. Right? You get like, God, you should have got me out. God, if you get me out of this one, I'll pro- <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on, right? Come on, right? You help me out one more time. Come on, God, please. I'll give more, I promise. <laughs> right? But I do it too. I try to pull the God, go, hey God, I'm preaching your gospel. Come on, give me a break. Come on, throw one in there just for old time's sake. Come on. Tom, come on, Tom, one time for old time's sake. Come on. They didn't get that. Do you see what I'm saying? Are you seeing it? So you got to mortify. Look what he says here. I'm going to read five verses. You're done. If you then be, if ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. So think about the things above, not the things on earth, because earth's got our attention because we're here. It's the dimension we live in. You know, it's more real to us than heaven. Heaven don't feel real. I mean, unless you think it does, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in a heavenly place I mean, You might be high. What do you mean, do you mean you're in a heavenly places? Go slow. What do you mean you walk around all that? I'm in a heavenly places. Come on. You charismatic people get a little weird, right? You're walking in the earth. Let's just be straight. We're in the earth. You know, I love it, right? You meet somebody, you shake their hand for the friend. I'm blessed, highly favored, supernaturally above, walking on the streets of gold and heavenly places in Christ. I'm like, look, I just want to know your name. I don't want to hear the repertoire of where you think you're going. Y'all been there. Come on, tell us the truth, right? Some of these people just get you going. Come on, Theo, tell us the truth, right? You go, went to church that one time, met bro, brother so-and-so. Hey, I'm brother so-and-so. I'm blessed, highly favored, supernaturally above, high above. I'm in the clouds, floating with God. Yeah, you floating with somebody, all right? Woo! You know what I'm saying? So let's just keep it real, okay? My name's Tom. How you doing? Alright. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Verse three, here we go. For you're dead. I'm dead. Galatians, remember I gave you Galatians 2? I popped it in right around here. But I'm a creature of habit, ain't I, Angela? Right? Galatians 2, eight twenty 20 says what? Now, Paul said it the best. He said, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but the life I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. See it? Paul said that. He said, I'm crucified with who? Christ. No longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live in the flesh by the faith of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. See it? Did you pull it in? Go back to 3-3, three, 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 whatever it was. Three It was Colossians. See it? He said, "I don't live it no more. It's Christ living in me." You see? The, you see the mindset? I'm here in body, but I ain't. I ain't ruling this house. Christ is ruling it. So the decisions I make line up with the word. Come on. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is alive, shall appear, then you shall also appear with him in glory. He said when he shows up, you show up. That's how oneness is so powerful. He said you're in him and him in you. Man, watch this next one. Five. Watch. Mortify, therefore, the members which are upon earth. That means dead and kill descents not. Don't feed them. Don't feed it. Don't feed it. Crush it. Bury it. Right? I like this. Right? Go to verse 4 just one more time. Let me see that. Because you guys see this. Our life? Then shall appear, you shall also appear with him in glory. When he shows up, you show up. He's got you and him and him and you. Right? Go to the next one. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, the cleanliness, and order, and affection. Go. Evil Right, computer business, computer business. For which things sake, the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. It's like, man, Jesus help me. For which things sake, the wrath of God comes on. Watch this, in which you also walk sometime when you lived in them. You ain't in there no more. Keep going. Watch this. But now, put off all these things. Put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, the communication out of your mouth. And put on. Lie not one another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds. Put him up. The only thing you got is a memory of it. Look at this. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Now I'm going slow right there. Now listen to this. Just let me give you this thing because you're going to funny how he says this now look at me and we're done and put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image he said see the image and become the picture See the image of the new you become the picture of the new you. See the image. He said there's an image of what this new man looks like. And when you ingrasp and encapsulate this image, you'll become like the image you see. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. Looking into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, and not forgetting what manner of man he is when he walks away. The The mirror, the mirror, the mirror. Looking into the mirror of the word. The mirror, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror. What's a mirror show you? An image. Shows you a picture. Shows you a picture of the real you. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You guys did great. That's a lot. I'll pick up the image. Here's what I do. Wednesday night, I'll pick up the image of the man. I'll show you how you see yourself the way you're supposed to see yourself. Because nobody sees themselves right at first. You see yourself as the way you think you are. But I got to show you who you are in that word. Once you see it, you'll never change. You'll change like automatically. You'll never. You can't change. I should say it like this. You cannot change what God made you to be. You understand it? You just got to see what God made you to be and then you'll change. Because I don't care what you did. What you did does not disqualify you from what He made you to be. You just got to see yourself right. We're going to do it next week. Amen? Do this. Lift your hands to heaven. Thank the Lord. He's so good. Just, say, just tell Him, say, Lord, help me walk in the newness of my life with you. I thank you But the word of God says I can mortify the deeds of my flesh. Help me have victory over my flesh. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And Pastor Liz is going to lead you to prayer.